0: As I said, that happiness is a moral obligation. The sages have emphasized over and over how important happiness is in our service to Hashem. And for sure, we know moody people are not fun to be around. I had a conversation with someone the other day who I have not seen in 20 some odd years. And... Just in the last three years, tragedy hit him at the worst. His 25-year marriage, his wife left him. She was struggling with alcoholism. He loves, loves her dearly, broke his heart. And just a few months ago, he buried her. He was with her when he held her hand when she died. And he says, I've got so much going on in my life, I I don't even know where to start processing the tragedy that's happened. But I was sitting here thinking and talking to him, and he started talking about being an orphan as a kid and dealing with insecurities and issues of abandonment. And the idea of losing a wife after 25 years and then she dies, this abandonment thing is just causing him to, it's like his world is turned upside down. And so we had this very long period of conversation in which I was trying to say, let's look at the whole idea of abandonment and find out what, it's not why did you go through all these things, but what are you going to do about it? It's a big question. And then I helped him, I, I, was, I was reminding him that I've always known him as to be the most pleasant guy to be around. He, he was, all, he's always been the most, even at that time that we were sitting there having lunch, Pleasant. Laughter, he was just he's always been a pleasant person to be around. And he says, Well, I'm that way because I want people to like me. Because I have abandonment issues. I want people to think well of me, so I do this. Well I realize that after that, and in preparation for this class, there are some people don't care what anybody thinks about them. So therefore they have no need to make people like them. If anything. They're obnoxious because they don't give up whether you like them or not. But see, the point is this. For those of us who serve Hashem, it does matter. Because it is a kadul Hashem. It it speaks against the very purpose and nature of God in our lives to not have joy. Because what people are going to do is go, oh, so that's what your religion has done for you. Right? That's what your religion has done for you. Made you a, a, an obnoxious person. Who wants your God? Who wants your religion? And that's why it's so difficult. And, and you know, I, I, I'm going to say this because I felt good when I heard Dennis Prager say it. Someone asked him when he went to Simon & Schuster, Schuster uh, whether he, he must be a really happy person. And he goes, to be honest with you, no. He said, because if I was... I wouldn't have been able to write this book because by nature we have a struggle to be happy. We have to work on it to be happy. So what is the greatest impediment to happiness? It's our Yetzirah. Why is our Yetzirah such an impediment to one having happiness in in their lives? The Yetzirah is insatiable. It wants to always have it. Its way. It has a little Burger King set up inside. Right? Y'all don't remember that? Have it your way at Burger King? Come on. I don't think they do that anymore, right? They don't use that. You want to have it your way. If, if things... And listen, we all have it. And that's what I'm saying is by human nature, we all have to battle this issue and work hard at being a joyful, happy person. We have to work hard at it because not every moment of our life is going to be happy. Right? But we're not talking about we're not talking about happiness comes because I feel happy. Happiness comes because I am making the moment happy. I'm making the moment joyous. I know sometimes my daughter will call and she'll have the kids on the phone and you can feel the stress in the room and the kids are like, and I'll get on the FaceTime and I'll start doing goofy stuff. And I would be embarrassed to have anybody ever see me do the stuff I've done to get them to get off focus and start laughing. And it works every time because I, I do the goofy things. But then I think, well, how many times in my life that I'm not feeling happy if I would start doing stuff like fake it to you make it, right, that it would change my environment, and and after after doing this study and really seeing what the sages say about happiness, I realized that much a part of happiness is not a, a, like I'm going to be happy. Therefore, I, I'll be happy when I'm happy. That makes sense. Like when I'm happy one day and everything goes well for me, I'll be happy. Guess what? You probably will never be happy. Right? How about this? A person feels like that happiness will come whenever, when I get all of my ducks in a row. It doesn't happen, right? How about this? Happiness will come when other people make me happy. I read something the other day and they, uh, they said, some people think, well, I'd rather be happy than be rich. And they said, they're not mutually exclusive. No. If you're happy, money will probably make you happier. Right. If you're miserable, gonna make you more miserable. Right. You're not it's not much <laughs> right. that's gonna make you happy or unhappy. Right. And you can have both, but you need to be happy regardless. So happiness is what you choose to do and be, correct? Exactly. So it's it's I think most of us feel like, well, I don't feel happy, therefore I'm not happy. It's about no, I don't feel happy, therefore I need to be happy. If you follow it. Now, we're going to look at some of those things and why it's, it's, it's going to be difficult at times. In general, happy people make a better world. I, I would pretty much venture to say, though I've never met him personally, Adolf Hitler was not a very happy person. I doubt that the Nazis that came into Nuremberg and in Germany were risk raising their hands up in Nazi salutes, were there because they were all just overjoyed. No, they were angry. They were mad. Hitler stirred them up into a lather, believing that all of the Jews and the gypsies and uh, people with disabilities were ruining their nation and we need to rid them of it. And they were like, ah, they're all angry. I doubt there is a single Muslim in ISIS that's happy. They're angry people. Happy, angry, moody people destroy the environment, destroy the world around them. Ask a person what it was like to be around an unhappy parent. Think about it. I had general, hap- I had happy parents, I believe. My dad would laugh sometimes. I remember one time laughing so hard he spit his teeth out, his false teeth. He loved telling stories and jokes. And that sort of has got down to my grandchildren. It's had a three-generation effect on my grandchildren. And unfortunately, they're always being goofy. But kids in general want to live and be in a happy environment. Consider the effect of unhappy children as they grow up in a society and they go to school and they're unhappy. You have a how many children you in your class? Twelve children. And, you know, I know that it's hard work working with them, but at the same time, one unhappy child can make the whole group and make your whole experience horrible. It can be a nightmare. And, you know, it... It's amazing. I, I've, I remember doing substitute teaching and all you would have to do is have one student who was upset and annoyed and unhappy all the time. And that child was probably getting it from home. God only knows what was going on in the house. And then there were other children. They came in and they were like a beam of sunshine. And it does make a major difference. How many people do you think are in prison because they were just happy people? I doubt seriously now. Now, mind you, happiness doesn't mean you get your way. Happiness doesn't mean you always feel good. Happiness doesn't mean that things always work well. True happiness is something that you develop in spite of all the conditions around you, in spite of. All. And one of the things that I found I found so uh, uh, um, I've appreciated so much about Jewish wisdom. Is it, it has taught us that in spite of all of the environmental circumstances, I'm still in relationship with the creator of the universe and that everything has its design and purpose. And that who am I to say that things should, be, should have not happened this way? Because it has. So since God knows it happens, then I must at some level be able to find and squeeze out the happiness that's inside that. Can I tell you one of the worst things and one of the hardest things to have to deal with when it comes to developing happiness is because it's not natural. It's easy to be mood, bad mood. It's easy to be annoyed. It's so much easier. I mean, the other day we went in, uh, Melanie said, Hey, you want to go to Walmart with me? And I really was kind of feeling tired and funky. And I said, no, I need to get out of the house and go. And, and she was all upbeat, and I'm like, I would just like to sit in the car because I don't want to look at anybody, right? And we walk into Walmart, and I see Roberta, right? She's the, Walt, the greeter. And I said, good morning, Roberta. And I'm like, arr, arr, I don't feel like saying good morning. You know what I'm saying? And we get to the coffee thing, and we're getting coffee, and Melanie's being all happy with the person and talking, and, and I'm forcing myself like, oh, thank you so much. And I'm like, I, Melanie says, well, do you want to just sit here? And just, you know, sit on the chairs and people watch while I shop. And I'm like, no, I'll, I'm going to go. But I knew that I had to do that. You understand? I knew I had to go do that because, and it wasn't pleasant, right? I, I probably wasn't a pleasant person to be around. But I was just like, right? Was I being moody? Yeah, know, it wasn't too bad i wasn 't like going around bleh, bleh. i wasn't mully grubbing, but i wasn't. i didn 't feel like smiling at people and stuff. you know you have one of those days, but I knew I had to do it because if i didn 't, I would be just i would not be fun to be around the rest of the day, and we all have to work on that, and of all of the of the the mitzvahs that we have talked about in Musar about gratitude, et cetera et etc, without this. Without happiness, uh, we can be some very miserable people. Scientifically proving, proven that happiness and laughter makes for good medicine. The scripture says that very same thing. It is probably the best medicine that we can think of. And we're not talking about hedonistic pleasure. We're not talking about always having the fun button on. Because you can be happy person without being or without having fun. I want to talk about some steps which are scientifically proven for happiness. Number one, gratitude. Having an attitude of gratitude. The life that we're living now, express your gratitude for where you're at. Well, what if someone is watching the video and says, well, if you only realize what what my life is like right now, How can you have gratitude for that? But one thing that we know is that you develop the environment that you want by the words you speak and by the thoughts you think. Sure, you might be going through some very difficult times, but the gratitude. When having a conversation with this individual, he was talking about abandonment issues and what a burden it is and how difficult it's made his life. And I said, hold on a second, hold on. You know, your abandonment issues is what made you a great guy. Because it is your abandonment issues that has caused you to want people to like you and to be around you. And therefore, you are an extremely pleasant person to be around. So no, that's a gift. So in reality, that's showing gratitude to the creator of the universe, which you can say, how is it the creator's prerogative? Why would he choose that I would be adopted or or be abused or be this or be that? Well, the point is not why did they happen or what why did I uh, I didn't deserve this why did I, did I go through this it's what am I going to do to find the place of gratitude in it. Next, cultivate optimism. <clears throat> you know the glass is half full, half empty thing. Uh my my dad was famous for for always, if my mom wanted him to do something, how, why would he do it? He'd, he'd always think of why it can't be done. And I'm a little bit like that, am I? Well, a little bit like that? Because she's like the other day. She says, hey, I want to get this curio cabinet. We're going to go pick it up. And we'll just put it in the back seat of my car. And I'm like, it's not going to fit. And she's like, no, I'm telling you, I can get it. And I said, hold on. You know what? Knowing you, you'll figure a way to get that stupid thing in the back seat of the car. But I'm telling you, it's six foot tall. Now, you're in a honda okay it's not going to fit but you know it's it's hard and I'm not talking about there's a difference between being uh, what do you call it unrealistically optimistic right we're not talking about being naive here but it's good to be op- uh, to have and cultivate optimism except for the best accept the best things for life for yourself not the worst think about there's no reason why I cannot accept the best Myself. Is there anything wrong people say I'd rather be happy than rich or something like that? Isn't that what you said? Yeah, it's like, no, you can be rich and happy. But the whole point is, is start doing what you can now. I may not be rich, but doggone I can be happy. I can choose to be happy. How? By cultivating optimism. Uh Optimism sees the rose and and not its thorns. The pessimist stares at the thorns, oblivious to the roses. They only see the negative. They only see what is impossible in the situation. Next, avoid overthinking and social comparisons. Let me explain what this means. Our lives and where we are right now are the result of all of our thoughts we have since birth up to now. If you don't like something, see if you can change it. But if you can't change it, don't stress about it and just let it go. Now, what do I mean by that? You how you would go, how can I be optimistic? You don't understand. I've been crippled since I was six years old. How can I be optimistic about this? Right. Then you have to realize there's nothing you can do to change it. So therefore, find a way to accept it and be optimistic. Change your attitudes toward life and and life will change the attitude towards, t- towards you. Does it make sense? Change your attitude about life, and life will change its attitude towards you. We've always heard, when it rains, it pours, and we always associate that to what? A negative thing. But why cannot not be a positive? When it rains, it pours. Like, I mean, you know, it's like when th- good things start happening, great things start happening. And I, I my wife and I... Marvel at this idea that the last, I don't know, what, since 2013, years of our life have been the best years of our life. And every aspect of our marriage, everything has been... I don't know why. I think part of it is because Judaism has changed our thought processes or something, right? I'm not thinking in, you know... it first of all, we don't have a religious culture that everything is going to hell in a handbasket and everybody else is going to hell in it. Right? We don't have that as a culture in in Judaism. Another thing in Judaism, we're not looking for the end of the world, we're looking for redemption to come. Do you realize the difference in our positive mindset, the energy that we develop just in our process? And then when I have a family member or somebody send me an email uh, in which they have no clue where I'm at or whatever, and it's it's the latest prophecy that some person has prophesied that, you know, that the Antichrist is Donald Trump and Mike Pence is the mark of the beast and God knows what. Right. I'm like, oh, goodness, you fill your mind with this negative stuff all the time. And you wonder why negative things are happening all the time. Number four. Rock, you yes. Yes. Yeah, avoid overthinking and social comparisons. Basically what I'm saying is spend your time and energy improving yourself in your life and you will no longer have the need to compete and compare yourself with others. Just concentrate on yourself. Had a wonderful conversation with my daughter the other day and I said, you know, you're at the point right now, she's how twenty twenty seven. 27. I said, you're a place in your life where I think you've woken up and realized, oh, my goodness, I'm a mother of two and I have a house to take care of and it's not fun and it's hard. And what am I going to do? And I said, you're now at the place to where you need to start looking inward and say, how can I improve myself so that I can make my home a happy home and life full of joy, excitement? And I think what happens is when we're younger, life just happens to us. We don't try to steer it in any way. And we're just kind of bouncing. We're like that. What's that Pinko? Coin? What's the name of that game where you drop the coin? and ting, 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 ting. Huh? Plinko on the prices, right? You know, they drop that cling, cling, yeah. cling. You have no idea where the coin's going to go, right? But in reality... Life is more of a chess game. You have to play it out and know how to play your game. You know when people say, "All of you know we just don't understand why I've been broke my whole life." There's something wrong with the strategy. You're not moving the chess pieces in the right direction. Something's not working. And I can tell you at 56. I look back and I know why my game was not winning. Not the, now, but back then, I was just life was just happening. It's like, oh, I don't understand why that's happening. And you realize you were not creating an environment of optimism. Next, practice acts of kindness. So very important. The the construction guy that came to my house this week, I said something about uh, charity or whatever. And he said, oh, I believe in practicing that, doing that. And I said, you know what? I've been told that we should always be looking for, like, work extra hard to find an opportunity to show charity and kindness to someone. I mean, it's like you're constantly looking for something. There's sometimes things will pop up like on Facebook and you go, "Mm, that, that might be something that would be good. Then you have to study it out and to make sure it's a wise thing, but always practice acts of kindness toward people, et cetera, et cetera. If you want to be happy, practice, practice compassion on others. A self-centered egotistical person will never be happy ever. (coughs) Nurturing social relationships Now, for those of us who are a little bit older and, you know, crowds and social environment is not necessarily stimulating. If anything, it wears you out. I'm just being honest. You guys are probably feel the same way. Nurturing social relationships. Go out and meet new people, socialize, and get interested in what others are doing, and they will automatically get interested in what you are also doing. I know in my case... I have my social environment. It's it's native. It's all right. I'm not interested in going out and finding new friends. But at the same time, a person who's not happy needs to put themselves in an environment to be around people who are joyous and happy. When you pick this environment, you're nurturing social relationships. It has to be social relationships that contributes to your goodness. Now, remember... Nobody can make you happy. Okay, nobody can make you happy. Your children can't. Your husband, or wife can't. You have to make yourself happy. Next, develop strategies for coping. Work on developing strategies for coping by observing your thoughts and play, uh, that and playing with your uh, that are playing with your mind. Become uh, uh, your human mind needs to become like a science laboratory. Think about like this is how I've been thinking the last few hours. That's not very productive. What the things that I've said and thought for the last few hours, has it really contributed to anything that makes that brings me happiness? Right now, unless you're just a pure evil person and thinking of murdering somebody makes you happy, but that's not what we're talking about. That's psychopathic behavior. I'm talking about just being paused and say, well, you know what? Have the last 45 minutes I've stirred myself up into an absolute mess. And I didn't need to do that. Become, develop strategies for coping. And when I say coping, thinking about strategies of how to improve yourself. Next, learn to forgive. Powerful. Learn to forgive yourself and those who might have hurt you in the past. The moment you forgive, you free yourself from pain and you allow happiness to enter into your life once again. True happiness comes when you don't carry the burden of unforgiveness toward other people. Yeah. and it made me think about how I constantly react in a negative way
1: sometimes. I dropped her off somewhere she left her feet in the truck. I had
0: already took off, was on the freeway, called me, I need to turn her back around. I right. on my way somewhere and it wasn't be late. And I had to mentally tell myself, okay, Liz, don't chew her out. That's exactly... Give her in her feet and... Don't we'll make a big issue about it. Everything's gonna be fine. we are gonna get there when you get there. So she opens the door. And she goes, I'm so sorry, mom. And she's standing there, almost like Wait. waiting <laughs> for me to chew her out. No, of course. Like, you know, it just it's okay. Close the door. I gotta get there. right. And that's. I mean, I'd rather just be short and cut it into. No, absolutely. get into a- But that's exactly what we're talking about. That's precisely you produced and you chose uh... optimism and you chose not to bring a negative environment and therefore and the thing is is i think the problem with a lot of people is they feel they think, well how can i be happy or optimistic when this person does this stupid stuff all the time and it annoys me because <laughs> it's not the first time right am i am i not right so so how how are you to be happy in that situation is by not showing it not driving up and being an obnoxious person because they do stupid stuff and trust me i'm saying all of this because i need to fix this i'm the one that's driving in traffic going i'm going, oh, I'm going to see what's wrong with you right you do the same thing sir um, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah okay i mean that's 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 the whole point And so you look at it and you go no i, I realized that uh, I cannot react that way. I can feel that way. but what I am learning from what the sages are saying and what Musar is saying, is that pretty soon, if I control those impulses to, to, to uh, radiate negativity and instead radiate positivity, a positively think positive things, then it won't be long that something fundamentally will change and, and I won't that's what I'm hoping. Become second nature. That's what I'm hoping. Hey, a guy can hope, you know. Um, savor the joys of life. Appreciate the joys of life. Sitting on the back porch, going into the sauna, getting into the swimming pool, getting into the pool and going, wow, thank you, Ashel. How many times have you taken a shower and we know we're not supposed to pray in the shower, but we'll go, bless you, Hashem, this feels so good, right? Right. But we also know the power of blessing water, et cetera, et cetera. And so we we know these things intellectually, but it's time to put them in action. Next, commit to some goals. If you want to be happy, you have to have some goals to be happy. Know what it is that you want from life. Ask for it and trust that in the end you'll receive it. Make sure you set all kinds of goals, personal goals, career, whatever it is. Um, Contribution goals, goals on charity, etc., etc. Goals on spiritual growth, on, on study. Albert Einstein says if you want to live a happy life, tie it to a goal, not to people or things. If you want to be happy in life, tie it to a goal and not to people or things. <laughs> Why? Because people or things will disappoint you. Yes, ma'am. to a goal, you have to have goal after that No, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a that's a good point. Uh, practicing spirituality, we all understand that. We don't have to go deep into this, but being at peace with yourself spiritually is really important. Having a calm soul is very important. We talk about calmness, uh, calmness, and, and and gratefulness. All of these Musar traits is something you have to work on. If it was if it was, you know, first nature, then we wouldn't need to work on these things. You know, I, and I would. I would love to meet someone who has all of these things in, in a row. I'd like to touch them. Maybe the Mashiach will be that. Who knows, right? But even the Mashiach, I think, will have times that, that he won't feel very pleased, but yet he's not going to be a miserable person to be around. Um, Just
1: thought, yes.
0: Many um, think of Cain and Abel, when things didn't go right for Cain, instead of focusing on what can I do to make it better, Correct badly. absolutely Absolutely. So I mean you think of all the situations in our life that we further uh, furthered our misery because we did not choose to be happy. We further made our mis- made it more miserable. I, I can attest to that. Einstein also said this. The further the spiritual evolution of mankind advances, the more certain it seems to me that the path of gen- genuine religiosity does not lie through the fear of life or the fear of death and blind faith, but through striving after rational knowledge, rational knowledge of God, who I am, what am I doing, what's my purpose in life, how do I become the person that I'm designed to become? If it's a mitzvah to be happy, then it is Hashem's desire to help you be happy. It's Hashem's desire to help you to be happy. Don't feel uh, don't feel it's a negative trait to want to be happy. There's nothing wrong with it. Take care of your body. It goes without saying. Last. Rabbi Greenbaum said, you know, whatever you need to do, whatever you need to do, would you like, you know, do food that you like. Right. Right. find a way, find something that helps you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and so I, what lesson that I want us all to take away from this is that happiness is something you have to work on. Happiness is something you have to design. Happiness is something you choose. And then set a goal. How do you set a goal? Is that every morning that I get up I'm going to say, this is going to be a pleasant day. I'm going to be a pleasant person to be around. And it's not, listen, it's this is going to be hard work, okay? Some of you guys are just happy-go-lucky, and that's great. But it takes work for some of us. People need need more. Uh, you know, I love to get get up in the morning and get on my computer. And as I'm getting ready getting ready to start the the day, as or whatever I'm going to do, whether I'm getting dressed to leave or whatever, I put on seventy soul music, right? And it's upbeat. It's positive. It's no no anger in the whole thing. Lots of love, right? And that always picks, it it helps me, it picks my day up to do that. So find something. Yes, Miss Andy.